Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, and Center Court in the house. And when Center Court's in here, it means only one thing. We're talking boys basketball today. Season is winding down. Next Saturday is the seeding meeting. So CCAC doesn't stand for uh, Center Court and whatever and all that. It's Chictawaga. Catawaga, Chautauqua. Yeah. Athletic conference? No. <laughs> they no think I don't I get... make enough trips down that way. <laughs> no wonder I get more confused than usual. Yeah, you do. How you guys doing? Well, to everybody in general and to the Lakeview Wallbanger uh, family in particular, moaning, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thanks to the Wahlberg fa- Wallbanger family for sending that in. Uh, some fan mail for Roger and and show, and they miss Marquell. So if Marquell is listening, on, I miss uh, Marquell as well. I do too, and I haven't busted his chops about food in a while. I'm long overdue, so I'm gonna have to do yeah, that. You and Marquell must be starved. My God. Yeah, I've gone at least uh, two hours without eating. <sighs> this wow. is craziness. You do look like you're ready to, you know, pass out from lack of nutrition. Yeah, probably like that. So uh, news and notes, gentlemen. Let's get right to it, Mister Frank. Wolf, you are, you have elected to receive. You can always call me Markel Jr. if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> no, you're no, you don't look like Markel. You're taller. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Section 6 football realignment. If you want to check out and see where your high school will be playing this year, check out our Facebook page. Ken West has been moved down to Class A. That's one of the notable changes this year. But all the new alignment is up on our Facebook page. Check it out. In wrestling, today and tomorrow, Catholic State Finals are out at St. Francis. Today, Section 6 is out at North Tonawanda High School. Go out and check that out. Awesome day for wrestlers. Girls hoops yesterday. One quick note. Lady Bulldogs captured the NFL championship with the win over rival Kenmore West. Boys hockey. This is the final weekend for the Fed. Last night I was out at West Seneca East versus West. It was rivalry night, senior night. Almost a brawl at the end. Ended with a 2-2 tie. Beautiful game, though. Tom Prince, thank you very much for posting all those baseball previews on our Facebook page. Uh, he's getting us excited about the new year with the snow on the ground. It's awesome to look at baseball previews. Thinking about, you know, pitchers and catchers report within, I believe, just a week. Yeah, some players have already walk. reported. So. Watching Red Sox stuff already. Yes. Signings. NT football. Alex Johnson's heading to Cortland. Rob Rosicki's heading to Alfred State. One last thing here. Girls hockey from the girls fed. Flop. They won Wednesday night over Kenmore. Grand Island, they are the Section 6 champs. Last night, their first state game, uh, they defeated Beekmantown 5-1. Goal scores by Becker, Bouts, Roche, Emily, Cromer, and Johnson. Today, at 1 p.m., they play for the state title against Skinny Atlas. Check out WNY Athletics for all the uh, action. Francis Beck on the call. 
They won 5-1 to one against the team where they were the underdog, I understand. We were told Beekman Town was the team to beat. <clears throat> we'll find out today in the well, matchup. Flop beat them. Yeah, they did. They they round. They really beat them pretty good. I mean, it was over in the second period. Outstanding. Winding down in basketball, we have center court in-house today to talk about the boys. We hope to talk about the girls next Saturday. Uh, amongst other things, we're going to talk about uh, Depew's Tess uh, Borgosh. She is headed to Towson State to play basketball next year. She's played herself into shape after a uh, slow start at the beginning of the year, uh, including uh, concussion protocol. Uh, was what, 31 points and 27 points in two games this past week. She went over 1,000 for her career. Congratulations to Tess. Uh, if you're anywhere near uh, Main Street and Eggert Road next Tuesday night around 6, 630, you might want to stop in at Sacred Heart Academy. Uh, Monsignor Martin, girls probably for first place, Sacred Heart versus Cardinal O'Hara. Outstanding matchup. Absolutely. Uh, Cardinal O'Hara, it looks like Andia Ziegler has recovered from an injury. She's playing well. I do not know the status of Corianne Dixon, who, as good as Andia Ziegler is this year, Corianne Dixon may be Sacred Heart's best player all year this year. She, I know she sat out a game uh early this week. I hope she's well enough for the Sacred Heart game. Once again, that should be a dandy. Tuesday night, 6.30 at Sacred Heart High School. All right, here's one for you football fans out there and anybody that's still in plain shape. Niagara Falls Thunder indoor football is going to have an open tryout and cheerleader and dance team registration is also coming out. This will be Sunday, February the 19th at Niagara Catholic High School, which is 520 66th Street in Niagara Falls from 2 to 4 p.m. You're going to arrive to arrive early so that you could tape up and get ready. Football trial fee is $50 for cheerleaders and dance team registration. No charge to pre-register and save time on Sunday. You can email uh, at jaug16 at gmail.com. It's my buddy John Augustine, jaug16 at gmail.com. Or you could give the uh, Niagara Falls Thunder Hotline a ring at uh, 444-7716. So uh, get out there if you want to try your hand in indoor football. The Niagara Falls Thunder is looking for you. All right, guys, let's get on to our show, Center Court in the House. As we said, we're going to talk boys basketball. And the one word that comes to my mind when looking at this season, parody. All sorts of parody. It's made for one of the most exciting seasons locally in years. Um, I, I, I look at every season and try and project how it's going to go as a whole. I thought coming in that we'd have the kind of season we're having this year. It might come at the expense of maybe not having a team that's going to go all the way and win something at the state level. Like I don't feel like we're sitting on a host of state powers this year, but locally it has just been awesome to watch it all unfold. Is there any chance that somebody could get on a run uh, once you get – past Buff State, you know, we've seen it in other sports at least, where it says, oh, you know, we're not so sure we have a team that's going to come, then all of a sudden they're just tearing it apart, and lo and behold, they're in the state final four, the state finals. There's always a chance that that happens, absolutely. I mean, teams get hot in the playoffs, and that's, you know, it, it's kind of cliche for every sport, but, you know, that the team that gets hot around playoff time. I mean, look at a team like Will South, capable of beating anybody. Will South would be a great example of that because they, they've shown that. They uh, they went to Rochester already and knocked off U Prep, who was ranked number five in Class AA at the time in the state. 
Uh, they've got a win at time, and they've got a 14-point win at St. Francis, who's now swept the series with Park this year and uh, ranked number one overall by the pollsters. They so had we'll, a game against Park where yeah. they had them leaving and imploded in the fourth quarter or second half. But uh, they are they had a sizable lead going into the yes, second half. Uh, they are definitely playoff tested, in my opinion. Their what non-league schedule has made up for being in a not so strong. Uh, ECIC one overall schedule. They've made up with it. Uh, in that sense, they are playoff ready. And you know, uh, the only question I have, I noticed in last night's uh, box score, Dolan did not play. Any uh, reports on that? Uh, the report on that is that they they opted to sit him down last night just to give him a rest. He's got a little tendonitis, I think, in his knee. And uh, okay, they just, they just wanted, they they wanted to give him. him a break. And but, he does have a supporting cast. That's the other right. thing, he, Tony. He gone. If they concentrate, if he on he had to, but they 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 wanted to pick one game. You know, getting ready for the playoff season. The, well, Jamestown to did a similar that. thing when Jamestown came up to play South. They they gave Rojas a break that night, and I think you know without talking directly to coach drake about why he picked that game my thought would be that yeah you know he had an important league race coming up with lancaster and some important league games to win trying to get that number one seed trying to win the league so to him it probably made sense to sacrifice that non-league game and go ahead and set rojas down and i think south you know conversely looked at this where okay we're playing iroquois we've we've got the league in good hands let's see where we're at i'm sure dolan was in uniform ready to go if they felt like we need to get him in that game but. now the lancaster jamestown game is what monday or tuesday it's monday night monday night that's jamestown a huge game lancaster oh, that uh spoiler alert that may be the game of the week Ooh. <laughs> why is that a spoiler alert i just i select a game of the week every week i put it up on sunday night you know, You're not reading the site enough, Roger. And back to the parody, is it just with the large schools, or are we seeing it uh, on the B's, C's, and D's on down? I think you're seeing it in both. I think uh, the small school race, we've had we've had multiple number ones this year in the small school ranks as well. And, and I look at the top ten small schools and maybe even beyond, and I think I could make a case for number ten doing battle with number one and you know not knowing what the outcome was and wanting to be there to see how it shook out. I think there's parity in both ranks. It plays out for the section champions. You wonder how bad it will bite you if at all come the uh, Far West Regionals. You know, Hopefully we get one or two. I mean, this year the state finals are only at Binghamton as opposed to having to go to all the way to Glens Falls. So you're talking, what, at least one hour or less, maybe an hour and a half, depending on where in western New York that you live that you would actually save by only having to go to Binghamton. And this week coming up, obviously, uh, every game is going to be important as any loss could jeopardize you being from a, you know, in the top three seed all the way down. Big big week coming up with seedings, absolutely, especially the teams that, you know, that coaches know better than anything where their team is seeded and what they need to win. And, you know, I was talking about this with you before the show, but with eight different classes and you could drive yourself crazy trying to figure <laughs> out all the math of, well, if this team loses, they'll go from two to three. But I know specifically each team knows exactly where they're sitting. And this is a big week, probably probably none bigger than that Jamestown-Lancaster game on Monday for uh, for seeding and then the double-A race. Especially yeah. in basketball, home court advantage is so important. Okay, it's, be careful, Anthony. And when you're saying it two to three now, uh, two to three, that home court advantage won't exist because the semis will be at a neutral court. So you're talking maybe a four to five where they would play the quarterfinal game. Okay, yeah, you're right. But uh, uh, or even three to six because you know in one day you could have three, four, five, and six juxtaposition so bad you could go from three to six, from you know four to six, whatever. Those are the uh, 
quarterfinal games where the home court advantage does come in play. Once you hit the semis, you're at Buff State. Yeah, and that's everybody's goal right now. And I like mean, I say, the biggest thing we worry about is Niagara Falls make it to the semis so they can bring their band to Buff State. That's one of the inside high school sports critical uh, criterion. Exactly. And you touched, mentioned Niagara Falls in that NFL league. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that has clearly become the best league in Western New York this year after the Monsignor Martin. You've got five teams that have been tied for first place at some point or been in first place in that league. And it's a nine-team league this year. Five of the teams have spent time in first place in that league. And Lockport, uh, racked, uh, did they wrap it up uh, yesterday? No, they, they didn't wrap it up. There, there's gonna, I think there's going to be a tie to finish the league, but Lockport remained in that tie for first okay. place with Kenmore West and, I believe, North Tonawanda. Yeah, well, and then you had Grand Island in there, Niagara Falls. I mean, everybody seemed like taking turns beating each other. That's it. And la- last night, Lockport took their turn to beat Grand Island. As of last, this was in uh, you know Tuesday's uh, Buffalo News and all that, when they do the weekly standings. Niagara Falls was in fifth place with an eight and four record behind three teams tied for first at nine and three. Yeah, I would say this week and next week might be a little bit critical. What are the big games coming up for the NFL this week? Uh, Off the top of your head, there's. I, I don't think we have. There's. There. Grand Island had the hardest schedule to run out. Like Grand Island had a lot of big games left. They just had a game with Niagara Falls this week, and then they had the game with Lockport. They might still have a game with either Ken West or North Tonawanda coming up, but I think that your race is pretty much shook out, and I would be surprised to see it go down any other way than a three-way tie with NT, Ken West, and Lockport for first place is where I think... What do they do in a t- with a three-way tie? How do you determine? I think they just give the championship to three teams. It's uh, not as intricate as like the NFL where they get down to the, the, you know, the eighth-place tiebreaker and you know head-to-head... Well, how will like that, that affect uh, seating, or does it affect the it way at all? The way they does, do it seating is that just comes down to coin flip. You know, it, oh, everybody's wow. got their power points based on how you did in league in the regular season, and you know your power points go in. And if two teams are tied for power points at a seed, uh, a coin toss occurs at the seating meeting to break that tie. Seems like they're going to need a lot of change this year for. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> a three-way the three-way tie that uh, Center Court alluded to, but isn't that, is he an A school this year in basketball? So that wouldn't come into the ties there. Mm-hmm. Unless they were their power points, they would they, would, they would have collected more power points being an A playing against double exactly. A. And they won yeah, those so. games, but they're still going to be in that three way tie for league to, first place. Oh yeah, for the EC or for the NFL championship, right? Uh, I'm, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, isn't uh, NT like the second seed in uh, Class A? NT is probably right the, after Will I'm South. Gonna, I'm going to guess they're the one seed this year. I don't know that for sure. I think the way it's going to shake because out. Because of the extra power points by right. knocking I, off. I think you might okay. see NT1, South 2, McKinley 3, okay. someone else 4. But Now, you mentioned McKinley. It's always a mystery as to who's going to come out in the city. You know, they battle each other like crazy. And, you know, Rogers mentioned a uh, hundred times on this program, you could have somebody go in with only four league wins and then just wind up at Buff State and start destroying people. You see that even more with the small small schools that tend to have, you know, maybe uh, not as great of a win-loss record like you've seen with Middle College last year, and then they went on and won a state championship. But if you're looking at the record, you know, on the, on the state level, a team – and another part of the state's looking at Middle College and say, well, they've got eight losses. They couldn't be that good. And then they show up and beat them by 40 points against <laughs> Falls. I guess they were that Anthony, good. Anthony, that's no joke. I still remember, oh, God, what it's got to be, 10, 11 years ago. It was the year after Lazar Hayward Jr. graduated from uh, Buffalo Traditional. Uh, the record for that school was, five, uh, I think, 
five and sixteen in the Yale Cup. Guess who won the uh, B two championship that year? Yeah, traditional. Traditional because they were going against the Grover Clevelands with, you know, Ace Narvaez and uh, Hutch Tech with Rodney Pierce's and all that. And yeah, they had a five and sixteen record. I still remember the sports writer. He was some. From somewhere, I think it was Medina they knocked off. It was some Niagara Orleans team that ended up being the second team seed. He says to me, "Is this team really six and 15? I says, "No, actually, they're five and sixteen. I think he wanted to punch my lights out when I told him that. Who uh, <laughs> coming out of the cities? Can you forecast that? I can look at the city race this week. East has a game at McKinley, who they've beaten once this year. If they can win at McKinley this week, uh, I think South Park might have another game coming up with Middle College. But what what I think might happen is on Thursday you've got your rematch with East at South Park, who and those two teams are currently sitting in first place in the Yale Cup, tied for first place. So that could be your Yale Cup championship game Thursday afternoon. Right now it's scheduled for a 4.30 tip. So East and South Park. East took round 190-77. I was there for that. Uh, that would be a really good game. Shakur Harris and, and South Park have been playing some great basketball here the last couple of weeks. They they put one on McKinley and they put one on Middle College last week. So they, they seem like a team that's heading in the right direction going into playoff time. Could be a, a big threat in A2. For whatever reason, when uh, uh, Starling uh, was uh, missed a few games early in the year and all that, the uh, East players do not respond to assistant coaches when it comes to playing defense. I've noticed since Starling returned all of a sudden how their defenses improved miraculously and all that. And you know Starling's philosophy. If I can hold a team to 39 points, I only need 40 to win. So. Yeah, that, it's not not surprising, you know, with what you just said. When you think about what a master motivator Starling Bryan is, if exactly. he's one thing, he is a master motivator. And I, I haven't seen too many coaches better at motivating their kids than him. So with him not being there, I, I could certainly expect a little fall off. It's hard to match what he does in, in motivation. Exactly. What about some of the smaller schools in the city? Uh, we've had MST Seneca and Olmstead. They've been the, the, the two top dogs in Yale Cup, too, and they split with each other in the regular season, so I would think that they would be in line to share the Yale Cup, too, this year. I don't think they've lost anybody else in, in league play other than each other. Wow. Olmstead still plays at that shrine on, on Suffolk Avenue, Anthony. <laughs> and both teams got some nice players on that team. Uh, MST Seneca led by Earl Howard, who is a... A stocky point guard, strong point guard, and and he can do everything. And then uh, Olmstead's had some Dan Reed putting up some points this year, and Nassim Baines has just been a great double double machine for him inside. And Seneca still has uh, Scott Kerr coaching that team. He's been around for forever, yeah. a dozen dozen years. Scott's got a more nice team that. this year, and he's doing. A nice I said job more than a dozen. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to look at uh, Monsignor Martin. Seems like St. Francis is starting to really assert. I mean, they've been ter- terrific this year. <laughs> you can't say enough about Franny's. So we'll talk about them. We'll talk about some of the other schools. We'll pick center court's mind to some of the best players in Western New York and some of the other best teams in Western New York. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Kelligeri, Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, and Center Court. We're talking basketball before the break. Uh, we were kind of 
bouncing around, and that's basically what we're doing this morning is just bouncing around, looking at teams and leagues and players and just general basketball discussion right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Talk about St. Francis before the break. I mean, wow, what a season that they're having. I love the St. Francis team. I was I was big on the St. Francis team coming into the season, and they've been even better than I thought they were going to be. Like I, I felt like I was trying to tell people, hey, do not sleep on the St. Francis team, and they've definitely exceeded those expectations. But after they beat Park the first time at Park in double overtime, I took them to number one, and I thought everyone was going to take them to number one. I was there to watch the game, and they were the better team that night. Mm-hmm. You know, the better team won that game, and uh, Polsters didn't respond. I think there was still that sentiment of well yeah they got luckier you know so many people asked me after that game like just in private conversations how did St. Francis beat Park like you know how did that happen what what did Park do wrong or, and it, it wasn't that it was St. Francis is legit well then since then they've they they beat Timon they have beat Park a second time and this team is great they move the ball better than any team in western New York and and this is when teams are running man zone. They, they space the floor so well. When one person's moving, someone else is moving to a different spot. They're very unselfish, and they got guys that can knock down the three. Uh, great story, St. Francis basketball this year. Brian Ferris has done outstanding in his fifth year as head coach there. Julian possible Cunningham, coach of the year. Uh, possible coach of the year for sure. The, the, the Robert Welch Sr. there, he just has he has some big moments in games where he just makes some big plays in critical times. Bo Sarek is knocking down three-pointers and doing things all over the court. Julian Cunningham has become one of the best point guards in the area, and he's still just a sophomore. Fun team. If it's my understanding is true, uh, Mr. Welch is a cousin of Dominic Welch from uh, Chicktawaga High School. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, uh, hey, the schedule makers for, uh, you know, I, the bad news for St. Francis is they can't play any more Friday night home games against the big teams now. I guess, according to Mike Toluto, he says, like, on four consecutive Friday nights at St. Francis, they knocked off Joe's, Canisius, Timon, and Park. Does that sound right? Uh, were these all Friday night games? Yeah, they might have been. I, I know that... Uh... <laughs> How's that for the schedule makers? Maybe they should get an award night. for schedule maker of the year. <laughs> I don't think they're going to want to stop the Friday night games. <laughs> Nobody's going to want to go there Francis on Friday nights. Well, what, what does St. Francis do? Pray for rain and then uh, something happens at all the venues. And by the way, when we say venues, all the uh, playing games for uh, Monsignor Martin, except for the finals. The finals will be at the Kessler Center all the other games, boys and girls, will be at Villa Maria. Now, they have an extra week of regular season compared to the uh, the Publix, right? That's correct. Well, they, they yes, they do. According I thought theirs was in two weeks. What, no, according to what uh, the email from uh, Pete Schneider, the 23rd is actually uh, playing games at Villa Maria. That's a week from Thursday. But I think the 21st is their last regular season game, okay. which, which goes into the, the week beyond Section 6. Yeah, I guess the 21st would they, be what, They wrap up the regular season on section. Tuesday, start the playoffs on Thursday. And I think they do that so that they can get in their playoffs before they got to have the Long Island game. You know, that, that's basically the Catholic State semifinal. Is that going to be here this year, the semi? Or the semifinals here, the state final would be down at Fordham. Do you see anybody stopping his frannies? Oh, I could absolutely see someone this year. And yeah. this parody oh, ridden. My, my senior Martin White. I mean, they, they needed three overtimes to win two games against Park. 
Uh, Timon just beat Park. Timon's playing great. They got to go see their sweethearts on Valentine's Day at Timon. So I could see St. Francis losing that game. I could see. I mean, don't sleep on Canisius. We're talking. You're know, talking about the defending champs for. I feel like my entire era is center court. <laughs> Canisius has been big and bad, and, and I'm not ready to just sweep them under the rug yet. They've been playing a little shorthanded the last couple of weeks. That league is going to be we're done. Do not sleep on that Martin Senior Martin League. I, I would, part or St. Francis has absolutely earned. The, the top seed and the right right now to be called the best of that pack right now, but it's far from decided. Wow. The one year that it might not have been, uh, if you were around in 2010, obviously when Nichols won the uh, Federation. Other than that, it's been Canisius for years and years and years. In well, well St. Right. Joe's had a couple. Uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah, but you're going back to the Naaman Roosevelt days for St. Joe's. St. Joe's won it in eight, Canisius nine, Nichols ten, Canisius 11, 12, 13, Nichols 14. Canisius 15-16, undecided coming wow. up this year. Chad, I wanted to ask you, what, what's going on with that school on Kenmore Avenue? St. Joe's? Yeah. I think that they probably down a little bit in talent this year, and you know it, everything cycles. I mean, when I started, St. Francis was at the bottom, and now they're at the top, and, and it's just when I started, you know, my first year I feel like as being center court was 2008, and St. Joe's won the Manhattan Cup this year. So I think you've just seen a cycle. I think you'll continue to see it. Every, you know, it's going to change. Uh, why? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't expect St. Joe's to to stay where they are for long. No, Mark Simon is just too good of a coach uh, to let that let them be bottom feeders. It's just not going to happen. But hooray it, for parity this year! Yeah, That's it's going to awesome. make it interesting. I, I like the fact that you can't you look when you look at it right now. Oh yeah, well, you know, obviously that team's they're going to go far, and you know, maybe even possible. No, you have no idea. You've got it in the small schools for the Monsignor Martin as well. I, uh, Cardinal O'Hara has been at the top in the small league. Now they went through and beat everybody the first time, beat all their B opponents in that league. Then they lost the rematch at St. Mary's for their first loss of the season last night. They needed overtime in Walsh to get by Walsh. So there's there's plenty of parity down there too. I, I like. Uh, I like the St. Fran- or the St. Mary's team a lot, and I like Cardinal O'Hara a lot. And, and with Walsh, you've got Tavian bro- Kemp the half and Latrell Butler oh, Kemp. Wow. That's a, yes. They're like a two-man show down there. And what Tavian Kemp has done this year, you know, with without the the lineup, the supporting cast he had last year, the way he's scoring, and you know his craftiness and his adeptness to get into the lane, draw contact, just get his team points, do what he needs to keep his team in games. It's been remarkable. You should have seen him in that park game uh, against those uh, what, three or four trees that Park puts on the court at different times and all there. I think he had twenty nine or thirty at Park. Yeah, you know, I mean, you yes. can, you cannot discount what he's doing there. He's scoring against everybody. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it really is. I just sit back here and go, wow, I can't believe this. Uh, really enjoying the, the run. Now, you had an interesting question that you wanted to ask Center Court, Frank. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. I got to ask you what. All the schools you've been to, all the barns, where's your favorite place to watch a game? So at risk of offending the world He's by answering Buff this State. question. <laughs> okay, that is that is the truth. Buff State is my favorite place to watch a game. Mine too. I, I, you know, that's, that's where Center Court was born, was at that seat at Center Court at Buff State. But my knee-jerk reaction to that question is timing. I, I love going to a game in South Buffalo at time and sitting on the stage looking out, watching those fans go nuts. And it's just a unique court, a unique atmosphere. I, I, I like me a game at time. And I don't have a problem with that. It's old school. It's cool. You know. Just unique. You know, you walk into that you know, brand new facility. I say brand new. What is this? Less than five years old. And, uh, 
you know, Delaware, Canisius and all that. But you sure miss walking into the old games at Canisius, which is comparable to walking yeah. into the Timon. You know, it's a combination gymnasium and auditorium. Uh, there's only fans, obviously, on the one side of the court. Center court's over up on the stage, as you will, you know, if you will, at uh, Canisius and all that. And that's, you know... Between those two uh, facilities and, of course, uh, Lafayette High School, have you ever made it to a game at Lafayette yet? Oh, yeah, I've seen a few games at Lafayette. They're done playing games at Lafayette. Aubrey Lloyd told me he made the call that no more games at Lafayette. So I, I guess they're finding another place to play the rest of the season. Earl Shunk then... is saying, now they make the call. That's what they're all saying. Well, and there's some uh, bowling alley that's going to be mad because Earl <laughs> used to uh, run a bowling alley, two alleys that – what is it, Recchios? I think he said just to practice for the Lafayette game and all that. So Recchios is going to lose some income. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Oh, what a shame with what uh, they did to that gym because what that gym was 50 years ago and the way they've done it now, it's a shame. But, hey, it had life goes on. Character. That's Absolutely. what it gave It gave you something other than the game to watch. Um Let's get back to talking about the teams in Western New York and jump back o- over to uh, the Publix, Section 6, and the uh, the small school battle. And this is going to be a tight race, obviously. Uh, give me, out of the small schools, your mate, your top ten. I'm going to go off the top of my head to try and recall how I'm, I voted last week, but I, I think I'm, I am got East Aurora at number one right now. They're in Class B1. They play in a league where they're playing mostly large schools, so they're, they're tough to gauge by how they're doing in league because they're playing. They're not playing. It's like an apples and oranges thing. They're not playing the apples. They're playing the oranges, but well-coached team that's uh, they're balanced. They play Excellent defense. They got Nick Montgomery and Cal McTeague, who are kind of standout players for them. Very good team, and I, I like their chances a lot to win B1 and uh, possibly the crossover. Health Sciences has been a buzzsaw all year. They finally got clipped by a small school middle college a couple weeks ago. They didn't have Tyron Lott in that game when they lost, but you know, still credit to middle college for winning that game. They're very tough. Middle college also. East High, you know, in, in line to win the Yale Cup, and... East High just knocked off Middle College, avenged the loss there, and, and avenged it pretty convincingly. You've got your your small schools down in the southern tier, like Chautauqua Lake, Ellicottville, <laughs> and Franklinville. They've all been excellent. They've all kind of took turns with each other. Uh, Ellicottville and Franklinville split in the regular season. You had Franklinville put one on Chautauqua Lake over the break, but Chautauqua Lake beat Olean in league this year. You know, I've seen them all play. They are all legitimate teams that could hang with the the aforementioned teams I've already talked about. Cardinal O'Hara, St. Mary's, Walsh. Are, How good are is Climber uh, Center Court? They're they're listed number one in the seating PowerPoints. Uh, is it a weak league? It's, is that why they're up there? I uh, yeah, I, I think so. I, they're so playing Franklinville, Ellicottville, you would rate higher. Two West, uh, Ellicottville, and Franklinville are in East. So. Climber is at the top of their league. They they won their first round with Sherman, and I think that's why they're Which up there. Which is the but, fourth seed in Class yeah. D. Now you mentioned the school's name that it took until thirty seven minute mark of the program. In all the years that I've known you, this school would have been mentioned in the first sentence. Olean. Olean. Yeah. How about Olean? Well. It, so every few years when Olean's done ripping through four or five consecutive regionals in Class B and just mopping up the floor with everybody, they get bumped up to Class A, too. And that's what happened to them this year. And it comes on a year where, you know, they graduated this outstanding senior class and 
win win a state championship, go twenty seven and zero last year. Now they get bumped up to A two and kind of what's kind of looks like a rebuilding year. They had uh, Ekstrom transfer out to a prep school, so they really only brought back one starter and kind of started over. They got Monty Shoemaker leading the charge, and at the end of the day, I They're think you're going to see you'll see Olean back <laughs> up off state and and. You know, in line to pull off another big win and maybe get back to an A2 championship, trying to win a sectional. They're going to win their league down in CCAA 1 West. So, you know, I, I haven't had them as a ranked large school, mainly because they, they haven't beat another ranked large school. And the only, the only, they're playing a large school today. They're playing Timon. So if they beat Timon today at home, I'll That's going to wake everybody up. Bet your, okay. Bet your bottom dollar will have them in that poll. But other than that, the only other large school they played this year was Maryville. They went to Maryville and lost an overtime game. So I haven't put them in the large school poll. But, yeah, Olean's still Olean. They're just uh, up in A2, and it's kind of one of those weird years for them. Because I thought it was like a, a rule written in that Anastasia has to play at Buff State. Yeah, it's in his contract. No, he, he's a, like uh, Mark Kenzie. He gets his mail in the first uh, few weeks of, uh, you know, last week of February, first week of March. He gets his mail there and all that, you know. There's never been a year that, that – Olean hasn't reached Buff State since I've been doing this. Ever. So it has to be a rule. <laughs> That's the only way, all the way to describe it. Uh, yeah, an off year for Olean. Oh, hey, how many wins? How many career wins? 500 and what? Or is he's, he up to 600? He's got to be around 550 now. He picked up 545 a couple weeks ago and broke the all-time record. That's all? 500? Absolutely incredible what he's done there. For sure. And, of course, there would be still people complaining. Oh, yeah. Believe me. There's That's always, the Western New York way. We complain. Always, That's what we do. He's not even exempt from that. All right, let's take a look at some of the other teams that uh, are, are piquing your interest. Uh, well, I was ripping through the small schools. I don't. I, now, one of the small schools I didn't mention, and I haven't had them ranked, but I just watched them Thursday night, was Medina. I went to Medina and watched them beat Newfane, and that was the second time they beat them. They, they're league champs again. They got a chance to be outright undefeated league champs if they win out next week, which I see them doing. That's a team that started off the year one and three, didn't have their full lineup when the season started, uh, had a couple sophomores in the starting lineup, which they still do, but they've grown up overnight. Uh, Jalen Cooper, their, their standout there, he's got a Division One football scholarship as a wide receiver already. He's become a basketball player and not just a superior athlete for him. And they're doing. That's a team that's getting hot at the right time. And watch out for them heading into sectionals. They're so much better now than they were when the season started. And and as I wrote when I wrote up that game, they they put it on Wilson this week and they put it on Newfane. And those are two teams that you don't see get blown out. And they blew them out. And that's coming off of close games they had the first go round with them. So. That's just kind of evidence to how much better Medina's gotten as the season's gone on. Well, you just mentioned something that that I love uh, looking at every year, and that is the team. I I always mention this in December, that the team you see in December is not the same team you're going to see in February. Uh, Name some of the teams that have improved, like Medina. They had that slow start in December. Right now they're just playing completely different. Uh, Lockport's one that jumps in mind. Uh, I don't think that I had Lockport maybe where they are now at the start of the season. Kenmore West is certainly one that they really seem like they're tuned up at the right time. Tyler Aquilina, Tal James, and crew have been, they've just been putting everything together at the right time, throwing up points, and it seems like a team that's believing in themselves and looking all of a sudden and saying, geez, Class AA is there for the taking. Why not us? Like, let's us take this. And, and they're going to be so battle-tested coming out of that league. So that's a team I like a lot, uh, heading in the direction they're going. I mentioned South Park earlier. South Park's a team that's been coming on seemingly at the right time, and I could see them coming in and making some noise. Uh, 
traditional teams that don't usually lead their league. You know, he's mentioning uh, Ken West and uh, uh, Lockport. Didn't you forget Niagara Falls? No, it's just those two teams have moved up. And like you say, when's the last time South Park was a dominant uh, player in the Yale Cup? It's been a while, I think. Yeah, yeah, they, they've they've come back nicely from a, a good showing at the end of the year last year, and yeah. and kind of figured it out and started to catch fire. And I think they're starting to play with some pride. That's back to that parody thing word that we mentioned earlier. The P word. The P, yeah. All right, let's take a break. We come back. I want to ask Center Court uh, the top players in Western New York. So we'll have all of that for our final segment of Inside High School Sports. One last segment of Inside High School Sports with Center Court, picking his brain, finding out what's what. On to the top players of Western New York, who's always here, Dom Welch and, and Greg Dolan, but there are others. There are others. There are others. There's more than just those two. Uh, just in my top 25 from last year, back in the this year, James Rojas and Tavian Kemp, we've talked about, and they're both putting up serious numbers and doing big things for teams that maybe they don't have the same supporting cast with last year. You got your three guys from Park with Division One offers already, all underclassmen, Joe Jones, Noah Hutchins, Dan Scott. You know, a Pretty junior, impressive. two sophomores, <laughs> D1 offers. Um, I, I talked about the big three from Franny's earlier, Welch, Sikara, or Sereka, and uh, Julian Cunningham, Joe Harrison, and Davion Warren at Tymon, uh, Jace Johnson at Canisius, Willard Anderson at East, Marcellus Cooper and Deshaun Hines at Amherst, Dakota Wiley, Adam Bernecki at Williamsville South, Shakur Harris at South Park, um, Southern Tier guys that have stood out this year like Devin Pope, Sam Erickson, Elliot Bowen, Monty Shoemaker, uh, Jarrett Lissadone. You mentioned Nate, earlier. Nate Brody J- from Gowanda. Jalen Cooper, you mentioned earlier. Jalen Cooper, Nate Luckman, uh, Max Weber, Kyle DeVogel, Justin Dahl from the Niagara Leans League. Uh, Latrell Butler, Kemp, Justin Hemphill, Christian Sabluski, Eric Brown, uh, Josh Tyson, Will Johnson. They all play in the, the small school league in the Monsignor Martin. Uh, Vito Fulcinetti, LG Castillo, Chad Beersbach, Ray Blackwell, Nick Montgomery. I mentioned Cal Mateague earlier. Um, Shakur Bridges from Oracle Charters had a great season. He's throwing up major numbers for them every game. I mentioned Tyler Eccolin and, and Tal James earlier, Cam Sianco. From Grand Island, uh, Tavon Chambers from Lockport, Jalen Bradbury, the eighth grader from Niagara Wheatfield, he's been doing special things. An eighth grader making that uh, list. Keep an eye on him. He's he's, wow. he's the next big thing coming out of this area. How about uh, all center court boom team? Oh, the all center court boom team. Well, you got two guys named Cooper who have been doing special things around the rim this year. Uh, Marcellus Cooper at Amherst and Jalen Cooper at Medina have both been just been in the rim. With regularity this year and doing it with style, Dom Welch, he's he's been on that team. Are they trying to put style points to their dunks now? I think they might be. You know, there's, <laughs> there's, I think they, they think there's an application now to get on, on the squad. Uh, Devontae Gaines has been throwing some down. Davion Warren. Quick question: Can Chicktawaga go far enough where uh, Dom has a bona fide chance of breaking uh, Richie Campbell's career scoring record? Yeah, and, I, I think he's got a very good shot at it. Um, I, I I can't say this is uh, completely official, but I where I have Dom Welch right now is sitting at needing 167 points, and if he if he needs 167 left to get in, that would mean he would need 
Probably uh, six games. Definitely five. Well, he's got three regular season games left. He'll he's guaranteed the quarterfinal. That's four. If they win the quarterfinal, which I think they do, and get to Buff State, there's five games. So if he he would need to average thirty three point four over five games if all those numbers are right and everything I'm saying is right. I, I think he's going to break it. If they make wow. the semis, what are their chances of winning the semi game at Buff State? Uh, 50-50 in, in Class A2. So it's, he's it's got a, a bona fide shot he's, at breaking yeah, and, Richie and, Campbell's record. Right, and and if he could get to the state championship, you know, based on that 167 number I gave you, his average, his need would go down to 27.83 a game. So it's going to be real tight, but I think he's got a good shot to do it. It's, if you're coaching uh, Cheek DeWaga, are you telling your players feed him the ball? I, it depends on the game I'm in. I think if if I'm coaching Cheek Dewaga, I, I want to win first and foremost because that's right. that's what's going to get him the most games. But you know, if I'm in a game where I got a chance to get him some points, then I think I do. But I think Cheek Dewaga is the type of team, and Dom's the type of player where he's going to get his points anyway. And and I haven't seen Dom come down and look off an open guy and just he's not a selfish guy. He really isn't. He really isn't. And if if you put Dom on the right team with you know just uber talent around him. If if Don played in the Monsignor Martin, or say he had stayed at Canisius a couple of years ago when he transferred there, you know I don't think he's chasing a scoring record, but I think he's viewed differently by by fans. You know if you could see what he could do with the talent around him, like the reports I get from people when he went down this summer and played at Johnson City with uh, the the All Star team, the B Canny team, people say he he was just sensational. You know playing with all that talent around him, and and it's it's no knock on the the guys that are there. With him at Cheek Dewaga, it's just to say that I, I've heard a lot of people maybe unfairly categorize Dom Welch's, uh, selfish. you know, yeah, no, selfish he's not. or whatever, and he's not. He, he's a special talent. He's sure. got a good head on his shoulders, he from does. what I nice understand. Oh, yeah. Good, wishing him, uh, wishing him the best. Uh, tough to see, like I mentioned before, it's the Cheek Dewaga thing, you know, to uh, have a Cheek Dewaga guy beat out Burgard guy for the. Uh, for the scoring yeah, title. Yeah, but from what I understand, they had a thing on the news earlier this week. Uh, one of his biggest fans is Richie Campbell, who's now uh, yeah. what an assistant. Is it health science that he's a, an assistant? Yeah, uh, he is. Uh, I'm trying to put together. I'm now. trying to put together a program. Uh, I've spoken with Felice Mann, who was Burgard's sensational female basketball player. I think she scored like sixty something points in a game. Uh, at one so time, she, I her, think she had eighty, didn't she? Hit maybe it was. I, I can't remember the statistic, but she was in Sports Illustrated. And her and Richie led the country in scoring uh, when they were at Burgard. And I'm trying to set up a show to get them both on. I've already got the okay from Felice. It's trying to get a hold of Richie. That's been a problem, but I think that'd be a fantastic show to have them both come on. And you know, like Felice says, we didn't get the uh, attention like uh, from an inside high school sports. You know, back they didn't have that back then. So she's loving the fact that the girls are getting their, uh, you know, mentioned on this. If well, Title Nine have... was of infant back then, if I'm not mistaken. And if you're going to have your all Burgard hour, you might as well invite Marcus Whitfield in too, who has the the single game record with 80 points in a game. Can we get a hold of him? Is he still in the area? In the I area. believe he yeah. is. Mar- Marcus Whitfield, the thing I, it just totally blows me away. You look at the total of Marcus Whitfield and Richie Campbell, and they played together, they what, played two together. or three years? Yeah, yeah. Marcus Coach Brusky is still smiling. Ahead, of course, he's living in <laughs> I had Florida. I the pleasure of watching those two a few times. I mean, awesome. that scoreboard there, I recorded the points, must have looked like the second hand on a clock for Pete's sake. The way those... I just cannot. You look at those totals of them two guys, and they're on the same team, and wow. 
and to think that they did not win a state championship. What's of the course, nickname? If you talk to, what was Burger's nickname? Bulldogs. <laughs> And of course, if you talk to Coach Brusky, he'll tell you that they got jobbed uh, when they did go far in the states that that year, and uh, wasn't they? They weren't kind to Burger. Let's just put it that yeah, way. You either win it all, or you got jobbed. That's yeah, exactly. Works. That's how you look at. It. All right, Center Court. Thank you so much for spending the hour with us. It was great having yeah, you. Yeah, thanks in. for having me in. Sorry for anybody I didn't get to talk about or. And once again, a view from Center Court. Uh, that's your blog. Check it out. The view from Center Court dot com. Check it out. So eighty six schools are mad because you picked Timon. Is that what the thing is? Yeah. Is your favorite? All right. Hey, it's got to be impartial all the way from Newfane, or is it uh, Wilson? I live in Newfane. Newfane now, and to pick Timon. So that's. I think it's pretty. Uh, you were pretty fair on that. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you much. We'll talk to you next week. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment. Tax and delivery may be required. See store for details.